in episode eight of Tech It Up Talk. Tune in to a discussion about school leaders embracing technological leadership into a new normal with Dr. Sharon H. Porter as she shares her experience in transitioning to virtual learning and provides tips and best practices for other educational leaders. You ready? Here we go. The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In today's show, I have a very special guest who's going to empower us with her passion, her experience, her positive energy that would just flow right within you, and of course, her uncanny leadership. And with 27 years of experience as an educator, she is the executive director of Next In Line Aspiring Principal Leadership Academy, an award-winning educator, author, podcaster, speaker, publisher, and talk show host. And what I really find amazing is while she's doing all of these great things, she is still running and maintaining a campus in the Washington, D.C. area as a principal. And without further ado, I would like to give a warm welcome to my special guest, Dr. Sharon H. Porter. Oh, thank you, Dr. Mack. <laughs> thank yes. you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. You know, Dr. Sharon, I, like, I'm really inspired by you and um, all the amazing work that you do, your work ethic, your entrepreneurship, um, <laughs> and your work as an educational leader, and most more so your passion really to help support and develop others. And like when I think about all the different things that you do, um, the different projects and tasks that you have going on, you kind of remind me of my favorite motivational speaker, uh, Les Brown. And <laughs> that you got to be hungry and, and, you know, you have greatness within you. And so I really appreciate your hunger to support others and develop others like myself and to really make that positive social impact into our society. And so I'm just thankful for you to be here. Your presence uh, keeps me going. And I hope that. Uh, listeners can hear some of the um, passion that you have when you're speaking and just seeing your work itself um, will help inspire them as well. And so we can just get started with Thank sharing you. like your next in line, aspiring principal leadership Academy and some other projects that you have currently in place. Absolutely. The next in line, aspiring leadership Academy for assistant principals really came about through my dissertation. Um, I did my dissertation on leadership development and principal preparation um, and I was actually uh, heading a uh, or actually coordinating a program in my school district such as that. And so I, I loved it so much, Dr. Mack, that um, that's the reason why I went back to the principalship um, so that I can actually do my own program. And so uh, that's where we are now. And so with this program, I actually mentor and coach assistant principals from across the country. These are assistant principals who need a little more coaching, a little more mentoring, and just excited uh, about doing this. And so it's been a passion. Um, we're actually going on our first official year. Um, I did a pilot year prior to this. And so it's been amazing. Wow, that is awesome. I, I know that it has been quite the year, <laughs> which brings us to the goal for our show. And so <laughs> the goal for this episode is to really help educate and inform other educators uh, with emphasis on our leaders and aspiring leaders 
about the importance of internalizing technological leadership into this new normal. And when I say technological leadership, I'm not saying that uh, a leader has to be the technology expert, but I do believe that there are attributes of technological leadership that can really uh, encompass a leader and like whether they're developing, guiding and emphasizing and applying the use of technology themselves, which makes it more of an oriented leadership practice. And COVID-19 has had such a major impact in our work today in transitioning to different instructional models, having to come up with different plans and change frequently. And so um, I wanted to start with asking, like, as a school leader yourself, what has your experience been this 2020 year in having to transition your campus to virtual and or a hybrid instructional model? Absolutely. So when we went out, just like most schools around the nation, uh, March of 2020, uh, we actually have not been back. And so we are still virtual. And that was a major transition for our school district specifically. We were not a one-to-one school district. Um, and so getting those devices out um, was a challenge. <laughs> and so that was really our major struggle early on. And so we are just now um, getting devices for every student that needed now. And, and this is, you know, almost the end of 2020. And so I would have to say that was really the, the major, the major struggle. And then, of course, letting teachers become familiar with this whole virtual space. That it within itself, because you think, yes, I have amazing teachers, but this learning curve in the virtual space has been a challenge as well. Right. Yes. And so what other challenges have you faced as a leader in having to uh, maintain your campus throughout this pandemic? Yeah. Um, so I would say the main thing is just making sure that instruction, that that the quality instruction is still being delivered to students. That was one of the things when we started the 2021 school year that I wanted to make sure, because, again, going back to uh, last year, when we just stopped, it was just survival mode at that point, right. really. And I'm talking from March until the end of the year. We were just trying to survive, trying to keep it going, trying to get things for students. But when we started school in August, it was a different ball game. It was school is in session. Yes. <laughs> and so that was a different mindset. And so the challenge is really making sure that delivery of instruction is still occurring. And not only delivery, but quality instruction is being delivered. That's the challenge right now. Well, going into that, so specifically for the teachers, what are they challenged with in being able to deliver that quality instruction? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were thrust uh, upon virtual learning in mid-March. And one of the things, the challenges that um, I faced was teachers really not being that comfortable with technology. And you don't really think about it. Um, you know, books, we have iPads, iRead, iReady, all of these different um, tools and platforms that we use in school. But once we had to step out of that building and into our homes and try to continue to provide instruction, challenges were evident. Um, teachers, number one, the biggest challenge, some were not comfortable with it, number one. Some other environments, because as you know, all of us were at home. So people's families were home. They were home. So they couldn't really be able to, you know, stream live during a certain time. So, so many challenges um, that existed. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure other leaders have probably similar stories um, and adjusting their practices to this new normal. And we're all still trying to figure it out um, as we go and develop and grow. <laughs> 
it's finding the tools. I have one and one teacher that's new to my school this year um, who just technology is not her thing, you know, and you have that. She understands that she's going to have to become more familiar. I was actually just talking to her mentor and saying after I did my formal observation, that's the piece that's missing. You know, you can't be flustered and frustrated when things don't work because we know how technology is. <laughs> it's only as good as it as it works. Right. Right. And oftentimes when we're in the middle of things, it doesn't always do what we want it to do. But that's when you have to really be calm enough to either try something else or be patient enough to, to get it to work. That whole flexibility has to come into place. But if that's not your comfort level, it can really be a disaster in front of a class of little uh, little bodies. <laughs> They're all right. looking at you, um, <laughs> you know, when something's not working. And so it's really just being comfortable. And then you have your seasoned teachers who this is a whole new learning curve for them as well. And so you got to support them. And then you also have the parents who are at home trying to help for their children while they're working, mind you, (laughs) and, you know, getting things done. So it's really a combination of things that really keeps you going constantly, keeps you going from day to day. Well, I agree. I, I always tell teachers that you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Yes. And that it's really important for them to be OK with being uncomfortable because they're not the only ones that are uncomfortable. This is, uh, even for those who are experienced with using technology, more um, in tune to how they want it to look and feel into their classroom. Uh, even for those teachers who are more experienced, I mean, you still have uncomfortable moments. As you say, technology is unpredictable sometimes. And <laughs> even for myself, you know, the random things will happen when you right. get to work. And so just being OK with that. Well, I think it will help uh, alleviate some of that stress that you feel that it has to be perfect as it would have been when you were delivering traditional face to face instruction. Yes. And so letting some of that uh, anxiety go that, hey, we're all in this together. Um, I got to get uncomfortable too. My my leaders are getting uncomfortable yes. and we're all in this new space and it's okay. And my tip for technology would be to simply introduce what I call, and I mentioned it to you, Technology Tuesdays. And so what that does for the staff as well as the parents is allow them to try something new in a safe space. A lot of times people do not like to try anything for the fear of what? Failure. And so you want to allow them time to try this new undertaking that's probably totally brand new to them um, and then provide feedback. And then that's how we grow together. So simply provide a space for parents as well as staff to try all of this new technology. And it, it, it makes it for a safer space. Yep. So, <laughs> um, in a previous episode, it was discussed that there was a need for school leaders and even executive educational leaders to model the implementation and use of technology and even become more familiar with the tools that were expected for teachers to use. And so what are some ways that you are using technology as a leader with your account? Absolutely. You know, I, you know, and I consider myself really a um, okay with technology, but like you said, you know, knowing it for myself is different than helping others get familiar. And that's what I found that I needed to do. I, I was comfortable with using it for myself, um, whether it was professional or for my personal business. But what I found is that when you have teachers that are, their level is not even where yours is, and you have to actually go and help, because I think that's what's important when I can take the time to show what little information I know, because again, knowing it and teaching it is two different things. 
<laughs> and so, <laughs> so when I can take the time and just show what little knowledge I have, it makes a big difference in those teachers' lives. They appreciate it. And so that makes me want to go and learn more so that I can come back and show more, if that makes sense. And so that's what I've been finding myself doing. I've been finding myself extending my knowledge so that I can help. Because the teacher tools that we are encouraging them to use, I want to know how to use it. I just don't want to say, try this, try this, and I haven't tried it. So um, that's where I am now. I, you know, using everything that I've shared with them, I'm learning how to do it as well. Right. Well, you know, I, I saw that you were doing some other things too that was a little, uh, you know, I think forward thinking for some leaders that I think you are not giving yourself credit for. And like I saw that just on your site, you do a newsletter to communicate yeah, with um, your your community. And I even saw you had a, a school podcast. And so I see that you're leveraging technology in yes. some different ways that I haven't seen a lot of leaders leverage. And so can Absolutely. you share some of that as well? Absolutely. And, you know, and I started that podcast uh, last year before COVID. That was just something that I wanted to do because I am a podcaster. I, and I and I saw how it was very impactful in my business. I figured, you know, this would be really nice as another communication tool for my parents and community. And that's exactly what I did. I started out by introducing uh, myself, first of all, because last year was my first year at that school. And then I started introducing our new staff members to the community through a very quick, I'm talking five to 10 minute podcast. Um, and then I started interviewing community members and our partners and it just got bigger and bigger. And so now I look forward to it as a means to get information out. You know, we do the robocalls, we do um, the yes. newsletters and all that. Right. Find out what's going on, even more so now that they're not with us and that everything is going out electronically. I just wanted to give it um, a different variety of that communication. And so I love it. I absolutely love our school podcast. <laughs> okay. And what, what about this newsletter? How are you uh, using that with your campus? Yes. And so the S'mores and, and hopefully all the educators out there have are using or some form of communication with the newsletter. But I love S'mores. Let me tell you, I love it. And so I use it as a weekly update, again, to my community, to my parents, to my staff. Everything that's going on in our school, I put it in that newsletter. And I also add additional information from my school district because what I do want is parents to be informed. They don't always have the time to go to the district website to see what we're doing. I put all the highlights of the district along with the highlights of the school into this one newsletter. It's weekly. They get it. It's an update. They find out what we've done last, last week um, and what's upcoming for the current week. So it's just a, the communication waves open. Right. Well, I'm glad you stated that because like in this, in this research study I read about principal's technological leadership and its effect on their teachers' technological literacy and their teaching effectiveness, one of the major findings of that study is that uh, when principals apply different attributes of leading with technology, it really impacted their teacher's technological literacy, which had a positive impact on their teaching effectiveness. And so what advice would you give to other school leaders and or educators for leveraging technology, which you kind of shared a moment ago, and developing, but really more so in developing their technological leadership? Absolutely. I would, you know, I would definitely, first of all, to say employ a team because you cannot and you should not be expected to be the end all be all. 
And so I have a wonderful technology liaison, one of my teachers. She's amazing. And we do this thing together and we employ others to come along with us because one of the things that I found out for sure that what you know and what I know put together is so much more than what I know. (laughs) And so it's just the fact of really having that team around you so that we can share the load. Those um, who are tweet, you know, tweet. Um, And so we have a a school uh, account for social media, for Facebook and for Twitter. And so again, you need a team around you because you can't possibly, possibly do it all, all the time. And so I think just having those individuals to help put the word out and also to help the other teachers that yes. need help. Um, I think that's so important. And, and my technology liaison is amazing. And so she stands available to help those teachers who need that, that assistance. Right. I like that. And so also in that study, uh, they talked about five dimensions of technological leadership. And uh, so what I want to do now is I'm going to share with you each dimension. And I want you to give at least one piece of advice uh, for other leaders to take away, consider, or maybe some ideas for them to implement, support that dimension and them embracing and kind of developing their technological leadership. And so you kind of touched on this first one, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. So uh, the first one, the first dimension was for vision, planning and management. And so having a clear vision of the use of technology, what advice would you have for other leaders? Um, Absolutely. My and what we call my leadership team. Um, which is the uh, representatives from each grade level, our specialists and all of that. And I believe the vision and the plan should be wrapped around the needs of the teachers and the students. Um, And so one of the things that I do through my leadership team is put the word out, find out what is it that they need, you know, because one of the things that I have found out is nothing worse than having a workshop or a training on something that no one needs. (laughs) You need a survey because it's different levels. And you may find that this group may need this while the other group may need something else that allows you to differentiate um, all the tools that you need to actually produce. And so I would say utilize your leadership team so that you can find out what the plan is so that it dictates your vision for technology. Okay, which goes right into our next dimension, which is staff development and training. Okay, absolutely. And you know what? I am a staff developer by nature. Um, and so what I do when it's time for um, professional learning is also employ my, my teacher leads and those individuals with expertise to actually take the lead on that. As a principal, as a leader, you don't have to be the one that's up doing the PD. Um, and, and so I, my suggestion would be to get your staff involved as the leaders of that professional learning. Right, right. Okay, to our third dimension is technological and infrastructure support, which you really touched on, which is pretty much providing skill support for teachers and and staff. Yep. And so I'm going to go back to such as individuals as yourself, our central office technology people. I, I love them, you know, and that's where I would really consider them as a partner to our school. Um, to help advance the work, um, to get that infrastructure. I utilize our central office technology. We call them T3, technology training team. And so um, in our district, we have certain individuals that represent each cluster. We are divided by clusters. And so I invite them in. Um, And so that way, that partnership is being extended 
um, to build that structure for that technology. Okay, we have two more. So our, our next one is evaluation and research. Now I'll go in a little bit into what that means. Okay. And so the this includes really the ability to gauge and measure teachers' use of technology and have an idea of what that should look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not only through surveys, but also observation informally and formally. Um, that's part, te- the technology use is part of our observation process. And although we have done it prior to COVID, prior to being virtual, it's just magnified at this point um, now because technology is everything right now. We're only virtual. And so I really assess the needs of teachers when I go in and out of these Zooms and Google Meet classes each day. I'm like, okay, you might need some help with this. You know, for example, and I, I got to give this one example. Uh, one teacher was looking at a YouTube and you know how you can enlarge it to make it uh, know that. And so we were looking at this small video for the entire time. And so afterwards, I just I thought, you know, you can enlarge that, right? <laughs> and so it's about uh, really assessing them in real time. Um, and so I would say that would be my tip for school leaders there is assess when you're going in informally and formally. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, and then for our last dimension, which you actually touched on as well, and actually in the study, they, they thought that this last part was um, more critical to override any technological skill that a leader would need, and that is interpersonal and communication skills. Mm, definitely. I totally agree with that because the communication piece of the technology, and which is why I use different ways to communicate with my staff and my community, is because you have to reach them where they are. Um, we, you know, whether it's Remind, whether it's Class Dojo, whatever way that you communicate with your staff as a whole, make sure that it's consistent so that they are looking for that, that means. And I use email, I use the newsletter, I use my podcast, we use robocall. So one of those methods, I'm reaching someone, and that's what's important. Now, in a, in a previous episode, um, we discussed the need for school leaders and even executive leaders to model the implementation and use of technology and even become more familiar with the tools that uh, are expected for teachers to use. Um, as an educational leader yourself who develops and coaches other leaders, uh, what what were your biggest takeaways from this experience and how has it enhanced, shaped or, or impacted your coaching model and best practices for leaders? Absolutely. One of the major things that came out of this is you have to absolutely model what you expect. Um, I fell into that pandemic slump early on where I didn't really want to get dressed. I didn't want to do my hair. So I just wanted to do audio and then send emails. And then I'm looking at my teachers and wondering why they didn't want to go live. Right. (laughs) So I had to really think about that. And I had to begin coming to my office, my home office, as if I was going to work, you know? And so I began having my leadership team meetings on camera. I began having my staff meetings on camera because I expected that, you know, I wanted that for them, for the, for the students. And so once I did that, I saw the shift. And so that was really one of the lessons learned that you truly, truly, truly have to model what it is that you expect your staff to do. It's just no ifs, and and buts about it. And so they, they, they look at you and they see you. And so you have to make sure that you're putting forth the best light um, for them. And so that was really something I started doing 
doing my, my weekly uh, updates to my parents through video versus the weekly newsletters that I would, you know, uh, normally do. So all of that, I saw the shift about a month after the pandemic kicked. So modeling is, is definitely uh, one of those things. All right, so let's move into our next segment of the show, which I like to call Get Your Tech Together. And so in this segment, <laughs> I know. So in this segment, I would like for you just to share some must-have tools uh, that you feel school leaders should have in their digital toolbox or maybe even a place at their campus. So yes, my first one would definitely be the Google Suite. You have those who love it and those who hate it. <laughs> but I cannot get around the Google Suite, the Google Docs, Google Sheets, whatever it is. I actually have everything that we need. All of my files are uh, are created in, in the Google Suite. And it's so easy to access for the entire staff that we can work on things together in the agenda. It's been uh, a lifesaver for us, for our handbook, down to our calendar, down to everything that we need is to utilize that Google Suite, um, no matter what it is, if it's the um, PowerPoint that's in Google Suite, the Drive, whatever it is, utilize Google Drive. <laughs> that's my <laughs> first tip. The second tip is to learn about Zoom if that's what you're going to be on. Oh my goodness, there are so many features in just Zoom itself, and I know people are Zoomed out <laughs> right now, but it has so many features. The second thing I would say is utilize the breakout rooms during your staff meetings, as well as parent meetings. Um, that is the one thing. So um, I introduced it to our PTO um, so that when we have our different groups, we would actually break out into the breakout rooms and not let this whole um, in not in person space come in between us getting the work done. So utilize all the components of Zoom, not just the videoing, you know, and just the face to face, but it has so many things that um, educators can use while we're doing this whole distance learning. And so, you know, for me, again, knowing all of the uh, strategies, the technology tools that teachers are using, whether it's Nearpod, whether it's Pear Deck, um, Kahoot, you know, just all of these little different things that you can suggest to your teachers, I think it's so important. They need to know that you are aware of what's going on, right? And so um, my, and, and, and I, if you ask for a suggestion, I would definitely say find out what those lists, in my district we have that list of technology tools for teachers to use. I take that list and I see, okay, what don't I know about? What do I need to research a little more? And I learned something so important because when we're in that meeting or that teacher's talking, I can make that suggestion for um, that, that technology need. And then to our last part of the show, I like to call the Tech Smackdown. And so again, of course, the topic for today is internalizing technology as a part of your leadership. Before we end the show, if you could just uh, leave with three tips for educators and school leaders to walk away with to support them and continuing the work in their campus and their community. So the first thing I would say is check in. And that is important. And that's no matter your level. I'm going to start with principal supervisors. They need to check in with principals. Principals need to check in with teachers. Teachers need to check in with students because this virtual space is uh, a different beast than what we're looking for. And a lot of times it's mentally exhausting. 
Um, And so I just, you know, just do an informal check in. And I like to do that. I like to pop into the class as well and check in on the students as well, because it's important that they see the principals. Because now we're virtually, I'm not really going into classrooms, you know, physically. They got to see my face um, so that they know. So that would be the first tip is to check in wherever level you're on. Check in with the group that you are in charge of. That's the first thing. The second thing is to keep expectations high, but layer it with flexibility. Yes. It is nothing worse right now than to be rigid with our students. We are in a vulnerable place right now. Um, we want to keep the high expectations. We want them to turn in their work. We want them to do all the things. But if just so they don't, make sure that you have a little grace, a little flexibility, a little understanding of where they are, um, because you don't know what these children are going through at home. And so that would be the second one is to layer with flexibility. Keep your high expectations, but have some grace and flexibility with it. Right. That would be the second thing. My third tip would be, or advice would be to make it appealing. And I'm talking to the teachers now. <laughs> this virtual space, oh my God, there's so many things out there. As long as Canvas has been um, available, a lot of myself had never heard of it, right? So I'm like, you, it's so many tools out there that you can make it pretty, make it appealing for the students, right? And so as simple as that may sound, that captures students' attention. Make it appealing. Share your screen and make it beautiful. (laughs) For them. So those would be my my three tips. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sharon, for joining me today. And if you could just close us out with how our listeners can connect with you and become a part of your network, that would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Dr. Sharon. My website is SharonHPorter.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to uh, seeing all the great things you're doing and living through your uh, work and your ethic and being inspired to continue doing my work as well. Thank you. Thank Thank you again. And it has been a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs>